Support for this podcast comes from Greenhouse Software. In June, Greenhouse are running Greenhouse Open 2019 in New York, a forum for recruiting and business professionals to come together to dive deeper into the transformative impact of great hiring. This year, they're celebrating the talent makers, the people who have figured out how great hiring drives business growth. The panels, case study sessions and interactive workshops will open new perspectives and hands-on experience on the most important talent topics. To learn more about Greenhouse Open and to register, visit greenhouseopen.com and enter the code FUTUREPOD for 25% off your ticket. That's greenhouseopen.com and the 25% off code is FUTUREPOD, all in capital letters. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome episode 180 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Remote working is being embraced by an ever-growing number of employers, but are remote workers experiencing the same quality of communication and opportunity as their office-based colleagues? In many cases, the answer to this is a resounding no. So what can be done to improve the situation? My guest this week is Victor Schmidt, CEO of NetGuru. NetGuru have adopted a remote-first working policy, which many employers could learn from. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Victor, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Matt. How are you? Very good. Um, a pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure, yeah. Hi, uh, Victor Schmidt. I'm, I'm with NetGuru. Uh, we are a software consultancy um we help startups and we help corporates build digital products so it's a company we've we co-founded uh, myself my co-founder 11 years close to 11 years ago now and um it's been a uh, quite a journey we now it's uh, close to 600 people on board and, uh, and and continuing to grow so can you tell us a little bit about the the company's growth what's been the what's been the sort of driving factor behind that in terms of sort of taking on more people Sure. Yes. I mean, so our business is it's a service business. So basically, what we uh, what we offer to our clients is is you know the skills and the time of of, uh, of our team. Uh, so we have a good number of engineers, designers, project managers, and and what we really sell is is their expertise and, and time. So for us to be able to grow, you know, as a, as a business uh, to grow our revenues, unfortunately, and and you know, and, and in a way, fortunately as well, the only way to do that is is by growing the the team uh, so it's not a product business it's not something where we can see you know the kind of the, the hockey stick growth of 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 certain uh, startups but it's it's something where we have to be um uh, kind of growing with the with the team size so so for us to be able to grow uh, the business we need to be uh, growing the team in a very similar pace so this was something that happened because of the demands of uh, of the market so we've been seeing a lot of demand for our services and this was uh, you know, the only way for us to be able to meet this demand is to is to build and, and grow the team um, and this was the, the you know the reasons for for the growth and and we've seen this actually the, the interesting part is that you know the bigger the organization gets 
you know, usually the, the growth kind of slows down at some stage. Uh, and for us, we've seen over those 10 years, almost constant uh, 100% growth year over year. I, I'm sure it's going to it's gonna slow down a little bit. Um, but, but so far, it's been, it's been uh, quite a ride in terms of the, uh, the growth. So uh, obviously, um, recruiting highly skilled digital professionals is a, is a, is a challenge for, for many organizations um, all over the world. Um, what, how, how have you overcome that challenge and sort of successfully um, scaled up the people in the business? So I think one of the advantages, uh, you know, of companies that, that are in this you know, space of, of consulting and and uh, working with with other organizations and organizations and helping them um, in certain areas, like for us, it's it's you know building digital products, you know building software, uh, kind of the whole digital transformation space, is that a lot of people are attracted to being able to work on a, a lot of different types of projects uh, in a very short. Time frame. So, if, if you're joining a, a more of a product company or you're joining a company that's in kind of more of a product space, you're, you're usually expected to be working on this particular project for for a longer time frame. And there's uh, in a lot of companies there's very limited uh, possibilities of of going somewhere else or, or or switching kind of a context. And and in our space, what we can do also, you know, what we can offer our uh, our team members is this opportunity to really work on a lot of different projects, a lot of different um, challenges in a relatively short time frame so they can uh, grow much faster than they, they might be able to in, in some other organizations. So what we what we spend a lot of time on is, is how can we uh, create this opportunity for people and, and how can we uh, make sure that you know the, the, the job market really kind of knows how this works and how can we uh, build our brands Kind of employer brands around this uh, this idea of 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 really interesting place to work with a lot of different challenges where you can grow very very quickly. Now you describe yourself as a remote first business. Could you could you explain what that means? Sure. Yeah. So so I think a lot of people talk about you know being remote friendly. You know being able to kind of remote being okay with people working remotely. And I think it's a, it's a very tricky. Um, it's a very tricky thing. It's really hard to be able to build an organization that's that's remote friendly or that that's remote that's kind of okay to be remote in this organization because a lot of uh, cultures, a lot of um, setup for a lot of you know large organizations is is naturally becoming this uh, this culture of of people kind of talking to each other. In the, the kind of a proverbial what by the water cooler. So there's a lot of conversation, informal conversations that are happening because somebody's physically present in a room, because somebody's physically present in, in the office. And I think that's that's obviously it's helpful. That's just something that you know that, that, that a lot of productivity comes from those conversations. But the the fact that they happen uh, and they're not being then transferred somehow or documented or or put into this kind of a more virtual or online space excludes people who are not in the office so it kind of excludes the people who are remote so even though you can you can you know make all the um you know all the, all the tools that you use everything that that you have is is you know in theory allows people to work remotely the the culture within the organization kind of exclude those people from from some of the very important conversations so what we uh, always wanted to build is an organization where it's it's remote first so 
we don't really um, we don't really care in some way where people are present, uh, where they are physically present, because we know that all the tools and all the setup, the whole the whole process and the whole communication process, especially, is being built in a way that that if somebody's remote, it it works. If somebody is in the office, it's you know it's it's something that happens, but it's not it doesn't improve in a way the uh, the, the the process of communication so you know just to give an example like if if we have a meeting like we have a meeting at, at a certain link right so so there's a hangouts or or zoom or whatever whatever tool we're using we know that everybody's going to be present at this you know virtual location if they happen to be in the same room that's that's fine we can you know you can even obviously skip uh you know pulling up the uh the, the virtual meeting but if not, that's where we meet. So we meet in this virtual space. And if somebody's in a different office, if somebody is, is remotely, that's that's how we kind of communicate. Um, and that's the kind of the default um, thing that people have when, when we when we when we want to meet, for example. And you you mentioned employer brand, and you sort of mentioned the importance of your of of your culture. Um, and obviously, you know, the way you're describing remote first there is 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 a is is one sort of differentiator. Um, how else is your is your sort of culture special? How do you retain people, attract the best people, and do that sort of across multiple multiple locations? Well, I, I think with with those things, it's really hard to pinpoint kind of a one specific or like a few specific things that make culture unique i think i think every organization has a you know certainly a unique culture what we, what we wanted to, to build from the very beginning is, is really a place where we would like to work ourselves and and you know this this the culture of of, of being remote is, is definitely one of those things that we always wanted to have for us for ourselves as, as a place to work where where we can have this opportunity to work from anywhere we are right now, like it's, it can be in the office, but doesn't have to be. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of t- the times we talk about partnership as well. So we try as much as possible. We try to make all the relationships we have uh, with our clients, with uh, our employees, with our you know, vendors, whoever is the stakeholder. We, we try to make it a kind of a partner relation. Uh, and I think you know, on on top of it, there's a lot of those of those little things. Like we we try to build a culture that's based on values, so kind of common values, where we, um, we kind of agree together what's important to us, and then we stick to it. So so we make a lot of decisions that are based on on, on our values. Uh, we try to treat those not only as this play or this kind of a, you know a list of nice uh, nice looking uh, sentences that we, we we can put on our website or we can put our Kind of motivational posters along, you know, all across the, across the office. But we use it as a tool to make certain decisions. So I think those all those little things that come together uh, kind of create this unique culture. And then what we try to make sure is that that we we really stick to stick to those things. And, and you know, all across the board, we we are committed to uh, to those values, to the culture, and we try to kind of build it as a as a as a joint effort to. Uh, to stick to it basically digital trans- transformation is a an absolute sort of key topic for pretty much every um every business business on the planet at the moment um what would your advice be to uh you know sort of major organizations who are looking to build digital teams or, or build digital capabilities um in terms of um you know the type of people they might be hiring or the, or the way that they might think about doing that 
Yeah, so I, I think you know the, the the biggest challenge with with um, you know digital transformation as a, as it's it's kind of a buzzword in a way, but I think what what I when I think about this, I think a lot about change. So so we have certain tools that are you know changing the workplace, changing the way we we work together, and those tools are also changing. So so there's a change, and there's also you know the the the, the change in in terms of you know the pace in which those changes are coming. So I think the the constant um, evolution of everything that's happening in in the workplace is is, is basically the the, the, the biggest cha- the biggest challenge for you know for leaders and for organizations. So I think it's it's very important then when making decisions in terms of you know hiring or um, just just leader, leadership um, paths for 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 people in the organization is is really think about how can you. Uh, promote or how can you hire and promote people who are very agile in a way they, they work so I, I don't think that we should be specifically looking at at, at people's you know skills in, in certain digital areas or like specific tools that they're that they're able to use but really look at the mindset and the mindset of of, of being agile the mindset of you know being open or, or you know encouraging change or you know that all the all the stuff that happens with digital transformation is really about you know how can we continue to change and reinvent ourselves um, and how can we find people who are comfortable with it. So it's a little bit less about the tools, about the um, specific um, kind of tactics, much much more about the mindsets of agile mindsets or or a change mindset basically. So final question. Um- you know what's 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 next for your for, for your business obviously you know you've grown a lot over the last 10 years what are you looking forward to uh in the future right so so, so yeah obviously that the 10 years um is, is this kind of a interesting point in time to to be making some summaries and looking back at you know what we've been able to do over the 10 years and also a very good opportunity to look into the future and, and you know think about our plan for for the next ten years. And what we've done is, is really looked at 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 the future and the markets that we're in. And I think it's a very very interesting market. It's it's a growing market. It's a market that it's 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 already huge and has a huge demand for for services that that we can offer and 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 you know our competitors offer as well. And and what we want to do over the next ten years is really grow this organization to something that's kind of a global leader in this in this space of digital transformation. So right now we've you know we have a we have a sizable team already, but I think it's it's quite far from um, from being able to say that we we have a, we we are able to cover you know the whole spectrum of of services that that we can offer to our clients. Um, so we see this first ten years of, of a time where we can you know, build some foundation but we still feel like we're, you know we're just getting started in, in how we can grow this business so definitely uh, a lot of opportunities in front of us to, to grow this with this feather uh, but we really want to keep this dna of of, of working with um, early stage startups uh, working with corporates but in this kind of innovation space working with kind of internal innovators um so we're not looking at and going into different spaces but really to double down on this uh, on this opportunity that we're in right now victor thank you very much for talking to me thanks matt i really appreciate the uh the invite my thanks to victor schmidt you can subscribe to this podcast in apple podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice 
The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.